I want to welcome everybody to Healing Numbers 22 Live Numerology Reading. Uh, in this hour, our group of six readers will demonstrate that energy remains consistent regardless of the modality that we use. Let me get this person. Um, and, and it's amazing because it will it even amazes us when we all pull together, right? Because none of us talk to each other about any of this chart. This is all we're all getting together like the first time to discuss it. Mm -hmm. I want to introduce the readers. I have Craylin, who is the tarot card reader, David, who is our astronumerologist. Lorelai, who's the psychic medium, Dorothy, who's our astrologer, Adriana, who is a intuitive numerologist, and I also am an intuitive numerologist. Um, now, it's important to me that I hold a safe and comfortable platform for everybody. We're all on our own journey, but we're all in it together. So please, no judgments on others. It's about kindness and respect. I also record this, and it goes on my YouTube channel and my website. So if that makes you uncomfortable, just please turn off your camera. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, just put it in the comment field or raise your hand, and Adriana or I will make sure that it gets addressed. So today we want to welcome. Andrea, welcome. <laughs> and Andrea, her questions for us today is, I will experience a Pluto transit in 2024. What would be helpful for me to know to prepare myself for this transit? And what are, this, what are some things that might help me finding meaning, joy, fulfillment, and abundance in a career and in my work life? I am currently in transition and looking for work. Anything else that stands out to you? Yes. So uh, we always start our group off with Craylin, who draws a tarot card for us to get the energy flowing. And during the hours, she will continue to pull cards and keep the energy going in the tarot. Craylin, let me see if okay. I can pull up the card that you drew. Whoops. There we go. Okay. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh. Um, this morning's card is a trump card, which it's one of the major arc, um, big things in the tarot deck. And it's the number zero because um, the Trump is one who walks without fear. Uh, it also symbolizes a state of awareness before birth and after death that can be utilized in your present life. Um, this, this card, it's about commitment toward obtaining wholeness, high creative power, evolution, and unfolding. Um, it holds water and fire, as you can see in the colors of the card. It's also very healing. The green, to me, always represents healing work. Um, it's an alchemy of combining mental creativity and emotional richness together. Um, so it's the journey to move through life, balancing, expanding, developing, uh, developing equal relationships, biting into one's own creativity, which is this little character down here, chomping on his leg. And um, it's releasing abundance and fruitfulness, developing both the feminine and the masculine. masculine. Um, so you're looking at, you know, major transits in your chart. I don't, look at the astrology. I don't look at the numerology. In fact, I don't look at anything until I start pulling cards. Mm -hmm. So this one is about figuring out who you are and being true to that individual. Mm -hmm. It um, And it's kind of 
important that you allow yourself to be seen without fear um, to people out there. So as you work on your transits, it's a reminder that you're looking for balance and you're looking to um, be your authentic self. So that's our beginning card. That's wonderful. Thank you. Everything comes from nothing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, who wants to start? <laughs> I'll start. Oh. Okay. How about that? I'll start. Okay, so um, I noticed that there has been a shift in your energy around the age of 48, 49. That might be a little bit confusing because your core energy would say to me that you're very practical, you're grounded, you like structures, organized, you love problem solving. Uh, chaos to you is fun because you can take it and make it into a system uh, so everybody can uh, understand it. Home is important to you, traditions. Uh, you're a workaholic. You like to work. You even go to work when you're sick sometimes. So you have to, to manage that. There's also uh, a number in your chart that would state that you have had to work on um, standing in your own power. I think sometimes you uh, are very giving. You sacrifice yourself to help other people uh, before sometimes you think about yourself. This is a lesson that you've come to work on. You think big. You have big ideas. You have big goals. And not everybody always understands those goals, which can be very frustrating to you. Intuitive, highly sensitive. You can read people. There's so much creativity within you. I think that your mind goes all the time. Uh, what David and I are learning, there, there's a grid that we look at. And, and the you sit within the scientific mind. You have all those ideas, but you have that practicality to make them into something for somebody. And there's healing. There's healing within that. So there's, there's um, I believe that you are very sensitive, caring person, but you need to put yourself forward a little bit more. Now, you like groups. You like keeping the group together. You're a very good negotiator, very good um, uh, diplomat. But the shift that came forward during that time is totally different energy. It's five. And five is about freedom. It's about letting all those boundaries that you've been carrying for the last 40 years, 50 years, you want to start dropping them. Five likes to take risks. Risk-taking hasn't always been your forte. You don't really like to take a risk. It's very calculated. So it wants you to expand and change and grow. Now, when you ask about work, or what brings you joy. When I sit with your chart, I, I firmly believe that Mother Earth is very important to you. So I went right to the garden, to the flowers, herbs. I don't know if you've ever studied acupuncture or Chinese medicine or anything of that nature. That would also be very healing for other people. This is important. You like to take care of people. Does that make sense to you at all? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it does resonate. Um, yeah. I think the only only part that didn't resonate was the workaholic. But mm -hmm. I think when I am engaged with something that has meaning for me, I can go all out. But in my life, I really have had so many different jobs and so many things that yeah. I've done. And um can't really think of any of them that have produced work that anything that I've been paid for that has produced work me to become a workaholic. It's yeah. usually the stuff I do on the side that I am passionate, passionate about. Right. Yeah. 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 Are you planning on going back to school in a couple of the next couple of years? I hadn't planned on it. No. Mm -hmm. 
there's energy around that su- might suggest you learning okay. something on a deep I mean, level. the only thing that has come up for me is perhaps becoming a um, a uh, death doula. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. something that came up, has kind of come around for me in different ways. Yeah. Oh. Wonderful. Do you have any questions for me? Um, so when you said the shift to five, mm-hmm. that, what was I before the five or I mean, you, it was really working with the, the four energy, that grounded energy. Four, that, okay. yeah. And then four and five are completely opposite. Five yeah. likes freedom. It likes movement, right? It wants to take off and travel and just it, all the constraints, all those uh, going to work in a, in a con- uh, traditional fashion is switching. It's not sitting in within those walls that are going to be comfortable for you anymore. You need to be able to have movement right. and expand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now four, four and that four and one will always be with you. It just right. it gets less and less and less because the five gets more and more. And gotcha. you start to lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I can, I'll think if you don't mind, am I, am I on? Certainly, certainly. There I am. Certainly. <laughs> I make sure I have myself <laughs> muted when I was coughing. Um, nice to meet you, Andrea. Um, you were talking about the Pluto. Do you know much about astrology or is it just something that you're graze and just. Um, I have, I, I know I do get my chart read. I have had my chart read and I have had a solar return um, almost every year for oh, about. I don't know, 20 years. Awesome. So you're up on it. So I wanted to cover, there's, there's many things to cover. Of course, in this platform, we can cover, I'm going to talk about the Pluto that you were, uh, that you were interested in and that Pluto transit lasts more than a year. So let me give you a couple dates and then I'll, I'll tell you what I see. Um, the first connection that you had with Pluto, since you have, um, your Venus is zero Aquarius, the sun is one, Saturn is two. It first was April was uh, April and May of, of 2023 this year was the first inclination that something um, was was getting ready, kind of like when I started with today before we started recording, something was coming to the surface because Pluto rules Scorpio and Pluto is about uh, a deep metamorphosis and an evolution that's happening. And when it connects to something personal in our astrology, this is called a conjunction because they're in the same place. It, um, we are ready for, there is some um, metamorphosis that's happening. Um, but even before that, another process we use in astrology progressions, your progressed moon was in the sign of Scorpio. And it started in that back in November, right? November, 2022. So actually November 11th, 2022. And with the progressed moon moving through Scorpio, it resonates with Pluto and Pluto's doing stuff like you mentioned. This means that ever since, so it's been just a year and you have another couple of years um, of that moon thing, the Pluto thing, it's going to be going on all the way through 2025. I can give you specific dates, but we can do that some other in some other way. But what it comes down to is, is like, Every there is this deeper change within you. Um, your question was, what can I do to prepare for it? And I can honestly say there there isn't anything you can do to prepare for it because it is a slow process. It's no different than um, you know, when you when you get into let's say a freshman in college, you know what the end, what you you're gonna go four years as an example. But you're not, you don't have any idea that how you're going to grow. You're going to know you go in with no education on a subject and you'll come out with a degree. However, the human, the, you know, the emotional growth, the, um, the lessons you learn, that evolution of the human, the evolution of who you are from <clears throat> 2022 through the end of 2025 as Pluto is making connections to three important placements in your astrology um, so there's no finger like putting it, what should I do? What you can, 
I've just, I'm not quite done yet. I'm, I'm at the very tail end of something like this personally. And what I personally do as an astrologer, I, I just allow the things to morph into what they are doing and just know that there is an evolution within you that is changing you. And when you look back a couple of years from now at this year and next year, as you look back, you will see the changes within you. And those are the deeper changes that are uh, going on. But of course, we have to live, right? And we have all these mundane things happening. And I can get into that in a little bit. But <clears throat> I could talk about this for a long time, but I have to share today. <laughs> so um, what can what can I say to help clarify that so far? Is there Does that make sense to you? Yes, that does. Um, it's like the Pluto, Pluto is going to have his or her way with me, their way with me. And mm -hmm. my role is to not resist that. That's correct. To allow is what you're saying. Yes. Um, because it's going to happen no matter what. So exactly. <laughs> well, just embrace it or yes. um, not resist it, I guess. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. And um, what I, uh, what I want you to also consider is, um, of course, think of how th the most easiest thing for us to see as an, as something that's evolving is the, um, caterpillar goes mm -hmm. into the cocoon and comes out the winged creature, you know, so okay. it, and it's, it's got the same DNA, but if you're into DNA things, DNA turns, there's certain things that shut off once it gets in the chrysalis and other mm -hmm. DNA pieces in the DNA strand of the critter turns on. So then it starts to grow the wings and all the things start to right. come back together again. So if you're really into some of the deeper metaphysical processes, recognize that you could be, I, I like to think of it this way, I need visuals that I'm turning off certain DNA pieces that don't fit me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just vibrations and energy that is not suited for you. And you must take that and move that into, but you don't have to think about it. That caterpillar doesn't think about it. It just does it. And that's where exactly. you're at. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're at with this. And I'm going to pause because Kraylene has something for us. And so okay. I'll talk more if I have, if I have time later, but Thank you so Thank much. You, I hope that's helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, Kraylin, this card is a wand, which is spiritual mm -hmm. energy. It's a nine. So it, it's like at the end of a cycle. And what this one represents is the sun and the moon in Sagittarius. Sagittarius being a fire sign. Um, now, mm -hmm. what this is telling me is that you're going to be pulling in a lot more intuitive and, and spiritual energy to help you in this transition, to help you let go of the things that don't serve you and allow room and, and insight into where you're headed and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And a, the nine is what lets you release or let go of what you don't need. And that's all part of this Pluto thing. So that's why I butted in when I did. I thought it was a good card. <laughs> yeah. And that's the number five, too. The five is is all about uh, changes and unexpected changes can come in and changes that you change. It's constant movement. Yeah. I, I just thought of another education thing. There's a, a I've been delving into the work of um, a woman named Margaret Wheatley. I don't know if anyone's familiar with her, but she's a, a um, she's somebody who studied um, Eastern with Pima Chodron, but she's written a lot about where we are as a civilization. And um, one of the things that her has rung true to me is her feeling that at this point, uh, not unlike the Pluto return. Um, those of us who see where we're going with this planet need to relax into our spiritual natures and be of service. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's really the calling um, and be of service, not like to the world, but to our neighbors, to the people right. who are in our local, where we have a local sphere of um, influence. 
So that her training is called um, Warriors for the Human Spirit, which is something I've been mm -hmm. uh, looking at too. Yeah. Interesting. Dorothy just wrote in the comment field. Where is that? Do you see it? Yes, Where she wrote, P.S. Pluto and Scorpio are in charge of death, so the doula path is perfect. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And then I responded, yeah. you read my mind. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to give, if I could just step in really quick, Lord yeah. by Death Doula, Andrea. So you two might be able to connect. <laughs> so oh, nice. this is one. Yeah. Um, if I could maybe intersect here, if that's okay. Certainly, certainly. Okay. So, Andrea, good morning. I loved your charts. I think it's very interesting um, where you're at. The first thing that came to mind overall, and oh, I, I'm going to stop for a minute. People have been asking what an astro-numerologist is. It, what it is, is I study both astrology and numerology, and I use the two together. They both complement one another. They, I get a, a lot more, I feel, a lot more clarity in different areas wh where when given together. Um, all of our modalities here work together. So numerology is the foundation for Tarot. It's in astrology. So it's like a trifecta, you know. So just to give those that are watching an idea of what I do, that's that's kind of what that is. Thank you. Um, so, Andrea, here's the thing. The first thing right out of the gate when I looked at both um, your numerology and your astrology is leadership. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got um, your 10, and I'm talking the nail chart where uh, Dorothy was talking about transits and progressions. Your natal chart here is showing me is in Aries, your 10th your tenth uh, house, basically. And that's career. So you're a, that's a fire sign. It's a cardinal sign that you're a self-starter. You're great when you get going. You might need a team behind you to follow up because that's kind of the Aries energy. But down in the sixth house, which is the house of daily work, you've got a combustible number of planets. And if you've done your chart, you know this very well, right? And your sun is the chart ruler. All that means is basically Leo is at your rising sign. So uh, you the rulership of that is the sun. Just I view that. Just turn the volume on high for your sun and Capricorn. You're very also a cardinal sign, an earth sign, and all also one of leadership. Okay, so you've got leadership all over the place, frankly, but I'm, those are the two largest ones I'm going to start with. Um, in Capricorn, you're, when you do get going, you're very detailed. You are a very hard worker. That comes through. Now, how you define it for yourself could be very different. It all, as they say, shades of gray here. We, we don't live your life, right? But I have a, I have a question. Sure. Um, question. Mm -hmm. I must be on the cusp because I've always thought as January 21, that I was an Aquarius. I have you as an Aquarius. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I have a wrong date. I do apologize. Yeah. Okay. January 21st. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you got a stellium in Aquarius. 21st. I have you as the first. I apologize. Well, guys, I don't know what to tell you then. Maybe I'm out of this picture because I don't have her. <laughs> Darn it. It happens. Uh, it uh, does happen. It does. Yeah. does and that just goes to show you how the numbers work. If they're yeah. not accurate, it's not yeah. accurate. Yeah. So the, you know, because when um, Sue was talking about the numerology and she said, these two things are opposite. I was like, that's what I've heard about my astrology. I was born on yes. a moon. So okay. my, my sun and my moon are opposite each other. And okay. I have the Leo moon rising and the sun in Aquarius, which has been, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and a lot of planets in Aquarius, which is a has been a balancing act. Right. <laughs> well, here's something that we can agree on, and I can talk to briefly, and I'm going to have to be out of it because I don't have the rest. But uh, it happens about, to all of us, David. Yeah, it happens to and all I, of us. And, and uh, Andrea, I'm very happy to talk to you off off here about further once if you would like me to. So, but looking at the, I, I had it as, an, as a 1910 Would you agree, Sue? Yes. That, okay. We've had 19s on here before, and it's very important, and I, and I can only speak to this, that you step into your power, okay? That is one of the issues with the 19, that you tend to, you know, there is a tendency, it, it's something you grow into, it's a bit of a karmic number, and it's something that you really need to um, express in your life. So it's, it's. It really, and for some it's easy, for some it's not. And this is all a path, right? So we're all on a path and where you are in your life, you know yourself, 
if, if that's something you're either having an issue with or you can step into. So I will then leave you with that. And I apologize. Yeah, the other thing about the 1910 one, it's not every day. It's right. roadblocks. It's things that come up and you have to you have to jump over. You have to figure out mm -hmm. how much to do for somebody else versus what to do for yourself and and try to balance that. And, and, and probably in the younger years, that was difficult. You're really working on that as we get right. older. We are. Yeah, I'm I'm just amazed because I just I recently did the Enneagram where it turned out that I'm a two, which is what you're speaking about. And one of the you know that I'm very outer focused on other people mm -hmm. and their needs put me in a room with somebody and I'm I'm like all about what's going on outside of me. Um, and so I've started to ask myself the question, is this mine to do? Which yeah, seems good. to be really yeah. helpful. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Something needs to be done, oh, but isn't mine to do. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe. Perfect. Yeah. Lorelai? Yeah, I'll maybe jump in if it's okay. I got many of the same attributes that a lot of other people have already spoken of. Um, Andrea, I also got that you were extremely creative. The one thing that, and conscientious, but when, when you're engaged, right? So moving forward as you're looking at things, it's really got to be something that you're loving is how I'm feeling about it. But there's a bit of things before that, that might be a little bit helpful, um, to discuss. I did get that, um, you seem very grounded and very down to earth, but I get that they're, maybe um, some anxious tendencies mm -hmm. or maybe nervousness about the unknown might be a better way to put it. Does that sound correct? Uh, nervousness. Did you say nervousness about the unknown? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like you're not quite sure where you're going. Like even with the questions, not sure really where you're going. You're trying to put something to it because when you can see where you're going, you can go there, right? right. No, I would agree. I have no yeah. idea. So I'm yeah. trying to switch anxious, um, um, and anything that feels like anxiety to yeah. trusting the universe and being yes, like. Yes, exactly. Now, there's a couple things that I got. Now, with the zero, that was interesting when Kaylin started with the zero card because I also got, um, I worked with somebody a few years ago. Now, it, he's not a numerologist or anything, but he talked about zero as the uh, protection around us, like that bubble around us. Mm -hmm. And before we go out and do anything or even get moving, we need to almost protect our own energy first, and that way it will become stronger. Whereas if we go out before we've protected our own energy, and it's not like I feel like, you know, it's just taking the time for self before you go out and do something would probably be really helpful at this time. Okay. Um, the other thing that I had is I had maybe that there is a bit of detachment um, as of late or um, it it because I feel in my body sometimes what's going on. So it felt like my head was either a little bit foggy or or just so many things swirling around in it that some of your clarity was lost, right? Like if and it was an interesting feeling because I partially felt grounded and the other part of me I felt somewhat detached. So I was trying to I was thinking, well this is interesting, you know, an interesting way to be feeling. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about going into Pluto transit, um the things that came to me for you to do were actually very mundane things in a way. It was more or less getting clear about what you do want, which is going to be hard when you have no idea where you're going. So instead of trying to figure out where you're going, if you could pick the feeling you want to feel and then move forward. I do think mm -hmm. death doula is a really good choice for you. And I'll kind of explain that a little bit further. Um, the other thing was, is to have those clear intentions, maybe to start a morning intention, even if it is, I'm going to take time to protect myself before I start anything else, or I'm going to take time to do something, you know, out in nature. Cause I also got that nature was, you know, very, very important for you. Uh, also making a list maybe of what is really necessary right now and um, what you do need to do down the road and what you can get rid of and anything you can get rid of, get rid of it now. 
like clear it off your plate because I think that's part of the problem moving forward. You're trying to move forward as you did in the past. And since the forward is so unknown, you can't use those old skills to get you to where you need to go. So as you're making, um, as you're making lists and figuring all of this out, I think a little more clarity would come in. I also thought and felt that breath work may be very helpful for you. Oh, there you are. I was trying to look for you. <laughs> um, the breath work, uh, if you take the shorter breath in, I feel like you have a knowledge about breath work as it is, but if you take that small breath in and you know when you take the longer exhale, how it de-escalates the nervous system, that might be some healthy breath work to focus on right now. Some of the things I thought that came up about fulfillment was, um, one, maybe think about what you really want or what you, that feeling that you really want, like that feeling of freedom is huge. It's really hard to be going, I went through this about a year ago. I wanted freedom so badly, and I still do, quite frankly. <laughs> I wanted freedom so badly, but I couldn't correlate working and freedom together. So I had to start thinking of my work with freedom in it, okay? Like, what are all the steps I could take to still bring freedom into my work? And that helped me quite a bit. The other thing that came up was... um remembering that you are worthy. So when you're putting stuff together for your work or a new career or whatever, really look at all skills instead of just what you had done. Like look at those skills that are outside of you also, like the creative skills. Like, I don't know, I'm seeing, uh, do you throw pottery? Like, have you done pottery throwing us or something? No, no. No, because it almost feels like Again, your hands getting into something like that, the clay or whatever might be, you know, something new like that. I don't have exact, the exact, but something along that line. I also had that um, a discipline would be helpful at this time and a discipline that maybe would be something different. So to me, what it felt like in my body was almost that there is a desire to connect to the sacredness within. Okay. So if you're going out there and doing anything high endurance, that may be counter to it. So something restorative, like restorative yoga, Tai Chi, you know, Qigong, some kind of, you know, slower movement that brings you inward and allows you to create that strong foundation so that when the opportunities come up, you know what they actually are. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. So, I was going to see if I had anything else. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, really. The other thing is uh, maybe do like a SWOTS analysis to really look at all your skill sets and your opportunities and the feelings, anything you're interested in. Look at what feeling is going to come with that. Okay, like as you're taking the class or as you're moving into a new area or even meeting new people. I have a feeling that there's some people that need to go to <laughs> just, you know, that might, might be helpful because you are very feeling and, you know, nurturing and supportive, but um, maybe it's time to do that inward more. So, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what I have right now. Did you have any questions for me? Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, I, I, I have a, I have a, uh, I don't know if this is a question or a point of information. I am expecting a job offer on Monday. I would be really surprised if I didn't get it. Yeah. And um, it's it, it's work that I'm very interested in. I, I used to, I was an advocate for the elderly. Yeah. And this is going in an opposite direction. I'll be working at a children's advocacy center and I'll be an advocate for family and children. And, um, and it's, um, local and it's supporting families that have, um, some kind of child abuse for the most part, it's going to be probably sexual, um, abuse and, um, it's heavy, but there's something about what I learned about myself and working with the elderly is that I can hold a presence for people. Um, in the situation, which would be my role, uh, a calming presence, 
that creates trust so that there isn't more trauma that's created in the process of um, trying to address uh, the abuse that's occurred. Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that. I work with seniors and 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 children also. Now, as you were talking, a couple things came up. You always have choices. So if you get offered the job and something's not quite right and it's just not feeling right, ask some questions about it and see, you know, if there's anything that can be movable. The other thing that came to mind is, you know, it could lead you this this opportunity could lead you to potentially becoming a death doula for children. Mm. And I think that would be very powerful work for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that's something to maybe consider, you know, also, because I don't know that we have a lot of death doulas working with children right now. And, and I'm thinking, I, I'm also thinking, like, I know going into like part of the death doula is going in and doing all the paperwork and the prep and being the one who goes between you know the doctors family nurses however there's the other side which might interest you too i do a lot more of the energetic death doula work i go in there at the time of passing or when they may be passing and work with the families and help the family so they don't feel so helpless go through Mm -hmm. some of the energetic processes so That might be something that you also enjoy. Like the right. combination might be very interesting. And that's kind of where I see yeah. the the children in that, right? So, yeah. yeah. I, it's interesting because I had a job offer and I declined it because I knew that it was not going to be right for me, mostly about freedom. But with this yeah. job, I get to do a lot of work remote, okay. which is really important to me, that level of freedom and flexibility. Um Good, good. That's the five. Yes. And that's going to get stronger and stronger for you Mm -hmm. needing that. Yeah. And in that stronger, in that stronger feeling, I think you're going to connect more and more to that sacredness as you're doing that. So I think it'll be very nice for you. Yeah. Thank you, Lorelai. Another card. Yeah. Okay. This is again um, a Trump card an over it's a big lesson i mean it's it's like a life lesson that's being worked on and this is called the lovers mm-hmm. um the lovers is um uh, it synchronizes or looks at dualities polarities and oppositions as you can see in the card i hope you can see that there are a lot of oppositions showing you've got the maid and then you've got the crone over here, the elderly, the young girl and the elderly woman. You have children of opposite. Um, sometimes I can't find my words. <laughs> but, uh, nationalities. You have the lovers, which again show the the difference or the opposite in relations that a lot of times attract people to each other. Um, this card's a lot about relationships and it can deal with the family. And a lot of what you were talking about, I was surprised, well, maybe not so much that this card came up because it does address a lot of what you're looking at and that you're good at being able to analyze what's going on and be able to, um, make suggestions on how people can resolve these oppositions, how they can come to a neutral place of understanding. And that's what this card is about. Um, Being able to uh, negotiate, I want to say, when you have people that are, you know, struggling with each other. So this is a six. You know, again, sometimes the numbers do tend to uh, pop out that are a little different than what we're talking about. But I think the energy of this card is a lot right on as far as what you're looking at and going through personally in determining your where you're at your for yourself as well as your career. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. That's wonderful. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Craylon. Uh, Adriana. Yeah. 
Hello. <laughs> um, as we've been talking today, I don't know if anyone else has picked up. First of all, there's two things that I've picked up on. One being that when we, when we, the readers are doing this, I really feel like we are taking on the energy of whoever it is that we're reading for it. Because some meetings that we have are very back and forth. Like we're all just like, oh yeah, and I said, and I said, and yeah, you said, and that was cool. <laughs> and you have, looking at your chart, as everyone's already said, there is very grounded energy about you. But this whole meeting this morning has been very calming, very grounded, very ordered, almost in a way. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know if anyone else has picked up yes. on like, we are taking yes. on some of Andrea's energy. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Um, the second thing that I've noticed in the conversation that's been um, being had this morning, there's a lot of uh, opposite ends, uh, the elderly and the youth. Um, where your your um, what's it? Your total expression number is a nineteen ten one. Um, that's an all or nothing kind of number. You have one being the beginning, nine being the end. Um, you're with uh, Pluto and uh, this death doula conversation that we continue to have. Like, there's this idea or this constant theme today of just everything comes to an end, but there are new cycles, you know? Um, and I think all of this conversation is very fitting for at least what I'm seeing in your chart. Um, when we're talking about work, I kind of relate to you in that like everyone else sees a hardworking personality. Everyone else sees this go-getter and like, I'm, you think I'm really grinding it out. And truthfully, my mind is like, I'd rather not be doing this. Honestly, I'm probably not going to touch that today. We'll see if I get that finished. But, um, and I think part of that, especially in looking at your chart, for me, I'm a Capricorn. So when people talk about Capricorn things, I'm literally like, call me a Gemini, maybe. Maybe I relate more to that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, in looking at your chart, I think part of that of people are seeing this in my personality or in your personality um, but then that may not be like the actual reality of it. Um, there is a level of resistance to the calling that it, that has been placed on your life. Um, and we can put all these reasons in front of it, like, oh, I'm not passionate about it, or I was doing something else, or I was deep in thought. But there's some level of resistance as to why we don't fully go that way when those those tendencies are there. Um, but apart from that, this 13-4 life path that you have is associated with the planet Pluto. Mm. So I thought it was very interesting that you asked about this Pluto, uh, transit. I don't know if you were aware of your life path. Did you know what your life path was before? Um, setting? yeah. Okay. So that's pretty cool then. Like you're aware mm. of Pluto transiting. And now, you know, your life path is associated with Pluto. <laughs> um, you are somebody who has to deeply grow within in order to feel fulfilled without. Um, you, I don't know, it, this death doula thing, I can't get over it because literally I wrote like, death must be understood, not feared. And then you're like, I'm thinking about being a death doula. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, but you're somebody who, um, it takes, it takes time sometimes to, to get the lesson or to get to where you have to be. Um, and I feel that at sometimes you may have felt discouraged because your path may have seemed like you're doing something and then you get knocked off the course and now you're doing something and you can't kind of see how these two things relate. Like, why were you just over here and now you're over there? Um, but those two things do relate. Um, oh yeah, this is why I started the whole all or nothing thing. I've been waiting this whole time, so thoughts have been <laughs> accumulating. Um, but this all or nothing thing, I was thinking just in that 
even in the work that you want to do, or even in wor having worked with the elderly and now potentially going to work with the youth, um, sometimes it may seem like or feel like in the moment you're missing something um, because you, you're you operating on two opposite ends of the spectrum at all, all times. Like this middle part is maybe where that lack of fulfillment is that you're feeling um, or that you're searching for. And my recommendation would just to be present in that process um, and just really focus on, like Lorelai was saying, like breath worker, um, just things to really ground you. Uh, like Sue was saying, go to the garden or go stare at the sky for a second. Um, just really things to quiet your brain. Because uh, I, I do kind of feel like I don't get an anxious feeling when I look at your chart. I just get a busy minded kind of feeling like you're always it's a thought that'll pass, but it's it's something that weighs on you. You're not really taking too much time to like. Parse through an idea, because I feel like you're quick brain, you're quick minded, so you'll parse through it very quickly and you're like, cool, I've got that. Maybe I'll go write it down. Probably won't go write it down. And you you move on to the next thing in your brain. But it's it's a constant progression of things. And I feel that maybe calming that, quieting your mind a lot more will help with this clarity or this path that you're on. Um, I also thought it was interesting that the last card that Kraylin pulled was this lover's card. And it had the number six associated with it. Because apparently the numbers are leading the conversation without having ever been brought up. Um, so your personality number is this 24-6. Um, so that has a lot to do with how well, how much you want to relate to others, um, how much you want those deeper relationships and form community and really care for and take care of others. Um, you're the kind of person I feel that is very subdued in how you express yourself, maybe. Um, but you're also the same person that would invite everyone to your house, doors open, a warm kind of vibe. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I don't, I don't mind my worlds colliding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're also very much so like, I'll stick over here. But like once you're in it, you're like, let me explore this. Let's see what's going on there. Yeah. Um, so I just thought like a lot of things that we've talked about today had a lot to do with your chart without ever specifically mentioning your chart. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that whether you know or don't know, I think that you are right on track, right on the path that you're supposed to be on. Um, even in you mentioning now potentially working with kids like that was just like a wow like she is going from one end to the other and I th I really think that serves you and what you're here to do that's awesome thank you and I can add to that a little bit just um if you don't mind um yes. the energy of um the progressed moon that I spoke about it's in Scorpio it moved into the just moved into the fourth house and that is the area of children and besides Scorpio being about death and evolution and transformation, one of the things that it does show up as is sexual abuse. Now, not for you per, per right. se, but you are speaking. I mean, it can, but you mm -hmm. already directed us towards that. That's how when we have conversations, more shows up. I would never bring that up ever because that's such a oh, such a subject. And so to see you as that progressed moon shifted into Scorpio, what well, has been Scorpio since November, 2022, but moved into a new house for you. Fourth house is home, family, children, you know, and how you would want to nurture and care for them. So that is something that's uh, very appropriate. And um, putting a period in that and starting a new paragraph, if you will, I see at the end of February and early in March, there are two very significant transits that are about your career. Because mm. you did speak about that. You had that question. And it's Jupiter on the midheaven. 
right now it's in your ninth house. And what that means is, is that you, like Sue started with, you're thinking about some more education. So you do, this does show me that there is a potential. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to go for years and years of courses, just Mm -hmm. there is something that you're needing to learn and um, process. It's, it can be, it can change your beliefs around things because it's, that area too, Jupiter in its natural home. Mm-hmm. But again, when it gets to the midheaven, it's early in March. Um, it's a blessing to your career. It gives you an opportunity to uh, shine in what it is that you're um, looking to do. So whether this job coming up is the one for you or not, um, I'm not sure. But however, you know what the coincidence of today, which there are no coincidences, everything is happens the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to. Today, the moon Today, right now, the moon is exactly at zero Aquarius, which is where your Venus is. And within an hour of now, it will be conjunct your sun. So you're having a pseudo new moon, meaning Mm. the moon in the sky is exactly where your sun is. So this is an opportunity. You're going to process this. You're going to listen to this recording a few times Mm -hmm. because this is a new beginning for you just through transits. Yeah. So um take that for what it is too. Lots of ideas that Aquarius, Adriana was just saying all the Aquarius things is like an idea, an idea, an idea. And it's like, that's the Aquarius mind and you're very Aquarian. So um, you're going to process a lot and um, yeah, it's good to categorize things so you don't get overwhelmed. But those are some of the things that I see that are, are really significant, but January, February, and March, I will like to, that first three months of the year um, of 2024 are significant in your career, how you're presenting yourself and the new, the new opportunities that are coming to you. There's a good, will be a little bit of adjustment there because there's a 90 degree angle aspect, meaning I have to um, I have to work just a little bit. We have to, when there's 90 degree angles, the square, we actually have to stop and like, look, it's like being at a stop sign. We have to stop and look left or look right. It's not a clear view. We have mm-hmm. to and actually stay, take a minute and process before we make choices. So that's what it looks like January, February, and March as a overall view. And then that February, March is something else very specific to the career point which is going to, so I think if this job turns out, okay, it'll just be that next three, four months of adjustments. Right. That would be the, right. Yeah. Or something else will come and I'll leave us with that. <laughs> thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Carlin, thank you. Okay. Dorothy. Welcome. This is a, a stepping stone. And basically, again, it's a wand. It, it is your spiritual energy. And what this reflects is kind of a an inner conflict at times um saturn and leo so it's a fire sign so it's kind of a burning need but saturn requires us to kind of slow down and and take things a uh, step by step and a little slower so this may create some frustration for you um in the short term as you're trying to figure out where it is you're headed and what you really want to do with your creative energy. Um, again, when I say stepping stone, it's, it's a small lesson, but it's necessary to get you the time to, um, truly grab onto that spiritual essence that's going to help you decide where it is you want to go. And this is a five. <laughs> so. Um, that would be my that, that's the second. That's the second wand that you've drawn today, yeah. correct? Yes. There's a lot of spirituality, of but both of them were stepping stones. But they're definitely both tied to your spiritual energy, your connection with Source. And it's very important at this point in time that right. you reflect upon that and yeah. kind of draw that go with your gut so to speak listen to what what your um inner knowingness is telling you yeah if that makes sense it does i mean for me i feel like the that's my lens on all things and my calling is comes from spirit um and yeah i mean that's the lens that i am most comfortable looking at 
the world through and um, taking my marching orders from or my <laughs> behavior cues or where I need to grow. Yeah. Well, with the opposition and stuff, you may have a little difficulty in the short term just deter determining which way to go because you're going to be, you know, spirit. You may feel spirit in one sense being over here with the elderly and then right. something will shift and you'll feel it with the young and you're yeah. kind of going to maybe experience a little bit of tug of war over the next few weeks or, or month or so. But it will definitely resolve. Good. One thing I oh, are we, David yeah. has to leave. He's going oh, to okay. a seminar. Bye, David. Bye, bye, David. Bye. I, Thank I have you. A, a, a quick question. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed about myself, particularly when I go into um, work cultures, is I don't know if any of you are familiar with human design. Mm -hmm. I'm a reflector. So as a reflector, it's just really hard for me to be in a culture that has dysfunction <laughs> and all right. cultures do. Right. And, and, and I shouldn't say it's hard for me to be in a culture that's dysfunctional. What I should say is it's hard for me to be in a culture that's dysfunctional that doesn't want to look at itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what happened in my last job was the culture became toxic for me and other people. And um, I am somebody who can't just sweep things under the rug. I have to, you know, say this is this, you know, from a spiritual place, this, this is, we're creating trauma in this environment and we mm -hmm. need to look at it. And so when, when I'm in an environment or a a work culture that won't look at itself, I, I can't stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, your your planets that are you, as you see in your own chart, the astrology. The planets are like opposite, you know, back and forth, and mm -hmm. there's a little, yeah, there's just that back and forth of it. So it's like the reflection, you know. It's easy to you can see it, but you're right. The other, the rest of the world is just, it's yeah. Just it's also end. that number four. Is it yes. four? Four is uh, it? It, uh, it ha has very high standards. It wants honesty, wants justice for all. And when yeah. it's not there, you'll yeah. go after it. You make a great right. effort. And my yeah. understanding as a reflector is that it, if you're in an environment where you're not, what you're bringing forward in terms of seeing is not valued, it, it's really detrimental. Mm -hmm. You know, and it took a real toll on my health. Yeah. And yeah. I, what I learned is I, I needed to have left before that happened. Mm -hmm. You have to pay attention to your health because that that massive amount of Capricorn and well, just mostly mostly Aquarius plants in the sixth house, that's your house of health and wellness. And you will you will get just, you know, crazy headaches. There's other physical component, physical things that happen with Aquarius, but that's always the first um whether you figure that out or not, but you have to absolutely, yeah, if you're not, you've got to keep yourself like a lot of boundaries up there. Aquarius is good at doing that, but you, you right. still have to stop it in your the chatter in your head. It's yeah. not an easy process because it's who you are. It's what you, one of the things you're here to learn about is how to, how to, you know, sift and sort through the information that you want to use or what you don't want to use. It's not easy. It really isn't. I mean, we all have our challenges, but that's, yeah number one for Aquarius typically. Yeah. yeah. It's about nurturing you. Yeah. Right? Nurturing you. It is it takes a while for us to be able to um give up that I can do it for everybody else. I need to yeah. take care of myself. Yeah. I was going to ask is is that has that been a common thing where you found yourself staying places longer than you probably should have? Um I don't think so. I think the common thing for me, more common thing previous was I'm out way, yeah. too, way too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. You know, that, that pulling that trigger all my life has been easy, easier, which I now look back and say that was probably a trauma response and not a real healthy response. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah. Hmm. Do you have any questions for us, Andrea? Our hour is up. Yeah, I don't, but this has been fabulous. Oh, nice. I just have a lot of gratitude and appreciation for you all coming together on your Saturday and giving nice. me. This well, we appre appreciate you Saturday. letting us read for you. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody for coming. Again, if you're interested in contacting any of our readers, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, Healing Numbers 22, or uh, on my, I also post this on my website. And our next group is December 2nd. Boy, that's hard to believe we're in December. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be speaking with Joyce. And Joyce is also from Maine. Uh, her questions will be, what is my next project that will help me make a meaningful contribution? And what do I need to shed during the next five years? That will be fun. Mm. That will be fun. So right. again, Blessings thank everybody. you, everybody, for coming. I always Blessings. appreciate this hour. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Take thank care. You. Bye, Andrea. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, <laughs>